So are there any new TV shows or new movies that just came out that you're looking forward to? Or do you know anything that's came out recently? Um, well, Disenchantment just came out on Netflix, uh, the third season. And um, I've already watched the whole thing. <laughs> already? You finished the whole thing? <laughs> yes. Um, Disenchantment has been something that as every season has come out, like the day that it comes out, I, I haven't watched the, the, the whole thing. I just, it's... Matt Goring does something special with all of his shows. Um, they they always draw me in a very special way. I just can't I can't help it once I start watching. There's something about Princess Tiabini too that just I absolutely adore her. And <laughs> yeah, so- she's definitely such an original character that I feel like we haven't seen or I mean, it's just different because we always get the male figures that are typically like that. So it's cool to get a female perspective. Yes, for once. I absolutely love her. She's just like in so many ways relatable. and I just absolutely adore her character. And um, every every time that show comes out, I, I have to watch every every episode. Just like it just draws me in so quickly. And um, there were a few um, actual costumes that she did uh, this season that I'm actually really excited about wanting to put together. So, yeah, no, that'll be exciting. I have to be honest; I've only seen till middle of season two, so I haven't even finished season two. Um, I have to because this is on our list of TV shows to review in the future. So. I have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I, I totally want to talk about it because I love it so much. It's one of my favorites. I think I, it to me, it might be like the peak of what what Matt Goring's created so far. So definitely one of the, the TV shows that came out on Netflix was the Night Stalker short uh, episode series. And me, I really like all of those murder mysteries Mm. where this wasn't really a murder mystery per se but I watched this one I thought the Ted Bundy tapes one was very well done that's another episode we'll be doing in the future um but I'm I don't want to say excited but I just I want to learn more I know exactly what you mean I don't know if it's like a morbid curiosity thing or if it's just like the fact that I when I was like sick from school or like would hang out with my mom during like the day um when I was a kid we would watch cold case files and stuff together and um I don't know if like that gave me my love for true crime tv but like every time Netflix puts a new one on I I I add it to my list and that that one's actually on my list as well so (laughs) we'll have to do a Netflix streaming party for that and watch it together I feel like oh yeah it's so funny because so I feel like all right let's get into the episode because I'm gonna add on to that so we gave you guys a fun hint last week which I feel like if you didn't get it and it went over your head then um this episode may not be for you then because I feel like it was an easy giveaway yeah yeah I feel like we really gave it away um last week (sighs) so this week we are doing none other than the hilarious future Rama I am so stoked (laughs) I absolutely love this show again Matt Goring just does such a wonderful job of being like hilarious relatable and and also like pulling at your heartstrings at just the right moments and in the perfect way oh yeah Um, definitely anything he does is golden I mean 
we've had obviously the Simpsons is probably one of the biggest by far of what he's done but he has so many other memorable shows and just so many other things that he's done some examples is as you were saying disenchantment that's his series as well yes that's on netflix it's it's probably my favorite my favorite (laughs) that he's done it's pretty good and then what else we have olive the other reindeer so that was pretty big i forget what year that was made but I feel like that was big for a while as well yeah and then we have Futurama I mean it's not on anymore it's I wish it was yeah I really I really I hate that there's not more of it for me to watch I was actually really shocked like again like I know I said that Matt Goring um really knows how to pull on your heartstrings but there were there were multiple times during this where I was just like, oh, picking random episodes, like, oh, let's just watch this one really quick and watch this one really quick. Cause there was like 10 seasons of, of content for us to get through in less than a week. And there were just random episodes where I'm like, oh, this one is just a normal episode. And I'd find myself just bawling at the end of it. And I was like, how does he do this to me? Yeah. He's got a way (laughs) of doing that for sure. Where there's certain episodes that there's definitely a few that really are tearjerkers But before we get into it, as usual, everyone, spoiler territory. Spoilers! Here's your warning. (laughs) Last time to walk away, but we're getting into it in five, four, three, two, one. (laughs) All right. Getting started, the series had first opened up March 28th, 1999. I can't believe it's been... 20 plus years now and I literally cannot believe it's been around that long since the first episode in 1999 that's crazy I can't believe it's been that long either (laughs) like honestly it makes me feel old honestly it makes me feel like it's been around for a thousand years (laughs) oh definitely and it's just it sucks as you're saying because it's been off the air for a little bit of time now and it's just doesn't feel like it it ended September 4th 2013 and I just keep waiting for them to tell us hey just kidding we're getting revamped again yeah I know they did it so many times in the past that it was like I've kind of secretly been been sitting here hoping like eventually they might bring it back (laughs) crossing the fingers my toes and fingers all (laughs) hoping you know just because I do have to say, I absolutely do love The Simpsons. There is something just so magical about The Simpsons, and mm-hmm. it is the most longest-running cartoon and comedy series, I want to say. There's never been a point in my memory where The Simpsons doesn't have, like, some kind of, like, facet there. Like, there, yeah. it's, there's a, every point of my life, there The Simpsons are there in, in some sh- way, shape, or form. So it's definitely something I can't imagine never not being on the air. But if I'm being completely honest, I love The Simpsons, but I think I would rather trade The Simpsons and have Futurama. I feel like there's just so much more you can do with it. I feel like when The Simpsons came out, it really resonated with what, what the... F- basic American family household really looked like back then Mm -hmm. and I just don't think it looks like that anymore like with now that millennials like me and you and like we're we're starting to actually be adults like actually be adults you know but like you know we're we're in our like getting close to our 30s are in our 30s now and 
a lot of us, like most of my friends don't actually have kids. I have like two friends who have kids and everybody else is doing what I'm doing, still being a kid. You know what the crazy thing about that is though, is I keep aging and getting older. I keep thinking to myself, I'm almost as old as Marge. Like I'm not, I'm not close, but I mean, it's just weird how cartoons, they never age. And you're like, oh, I'm almost that age. (laughs) Not quite there, but getting there. (laughs) The thing is, is that just like, I feel like a lot for like a lot of millennials who are now becoming like adults, adults and closer to that age, that just like that their, their households don't really look like what the Simpsons household looks like. And I feel like something, even though it's said a thousand years in the future and everything, I feel like what Futurama, what it brings to the table as far as its characters are a lot more relatable for for millennial audiences in my in my opinion oh yeah no doubt I feel like there's just so much more you can do with it where it's such a dynamic wide range of ages that could appreciate it with different things so many different jokes within it and just so many things that people not even millennials but also even older than that people that were alive and around when Nixon was president um (laughs) one of the many characters (laughs) But before before going any deeper, I want to mention so just some of the starring cast. Uh, we have Billy West. He has so many amazing voices that he does. So um, he does Fry, Zoiberg, Professor Farnsworth, Zach Brannigan. <laughs> he is Nixon's head and amongst many other characters in the series. And I also want to let you know, which this completely blew my mind. He is the voice of the red M&M. What? Yeah, no. yeah. Oh my God, that is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I can almost hear it. Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my God. But then we have Katie Segel, who did Leela. We have John DiMaggio, which I hope I'm saying his last name right. I'm sorry if I'm not, but he does Bender and many other voices as well. Jake the dog. Yes. (laughs) Another huge character. Very true. Oh, I should have watched that episode. (laughs) He's also the voice in Disenchantment. He's the king. Oh, is he? The dad, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense though, yeah. (laughs) And then we have so many others that are just these actors is that they do play so many other characters and their voices are so versatile that sometimes you don't hear it for very long <laughs> no no I totally agree though sometimes you can hear it I I distinctly remember while like going through and watching episodes um this past week was um cops in the future that like they're chasing down fry and like fry like yells something at them like to like leave him alone and they're like trying to bust down the door and they're like let us in and i'm like the cop is fry yep yep just <laughs> tweaked a little bit yeah. yeah like it was only slightly different and i was just like it's so obvious it cracked me up I feel like the way we want to go about this episode and you can chime in too is just I feel like we're wanting to revisit some of our favorite episodes and some of the episodes that just really what makes Futurama so iconic and as Rachel was explaining those tearjerker episodes where you feel like a cartoon that's supposed to make you laugh and it's just something that's so out of left field that it's like whoa this is some deep trigger warning things that happen sometimes I feel like 
honestly and like you really don't expect it out of something where like the like the number one catchphrase everybody does remember is bite my shiny metal ass or or just memes like shut up and take my money yes and and (laughs) it's just like you know like you like you're not expecting it and it always gets you like right when you're when you're just like so blindsided yeah. by it. Yeah. You, you know, like they're just, they just got done telling you a fart joke. And the next thing you know, you're a ball of, of like tears Mush. on the floor. <laughs> like just, it's, it, it gets me every time. Um, and I feel like the thing about this too is they're so well-rounded in so many different topics that they've touched on LGBTQ plus topics. They've done political topics so many times about real things that have happened. And um, I mean, climate change. I was going to say they have a whole episode on global warming. I remember being in high school and I, one of my science teachers actually showed us that episode in class because she was just like, global warming is real. Take it seriously, please. (laughs) We have so many iconic characters in this show, too. I mean, going down the list, we'll start, obviously, with Fry. Fry is, I feel like, they all are equally a fair share amount of characters that they all get their limelight moment. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fry, I would say, Fry, Leela, and Bender are the three main, main characters, I would say, in my opinion. The central focus of the (laughs) show, for sure. But um, Fry is just such a fun character because he's such a goofball. He messes up, and um... <laughs> but he's so sweet. Like he's yeah, so sweet-hearted. Yeah. Like he's always thinking about his friends. He's always thinking about Leela. Yeah. Um. He just he just has such a sweet heart, and even even though it doesn't always work out well for him, he's always trying his best. definitely he'll always mess up but always makes up for it in the end by far and I feel like that's kind of what makes him such a relatable character because it shows that he's human that people we do make mistakes and Mm -hmm. he he does take it to a whole nother level like to the point that he was so important that that a, a highly intelligent race decided that his stupidity could save the entire universe so Hey, it means something. <laughs> and then we have Leela, who is the badass female character that everyone just loves and wants to be like and has a background that's kind of mysterious at first until we figure out what actually happens and mm-hmm. how she's come to be who she is and everything as a person. But um, she's just such a cool chick that it's like... <laughs> I love Leela. Like... I've always loved Leela. Like I'm very, I'm very easily um, swayed by character designs. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I dig that purple hair, dude. Yeah, I was gonna say like purple's my favorite color, and she's got that great purple hair. And um, I've always wanted to cosplay her, but um, I've, I've always wanted to be true to Leela. I know there's like that one episode where she had like two eyes, or I could even yeah. do like. I could even do the the Simpsons episode where they did the crossover and she just wore sunglasses while she was walking yeah. around everywhere. But I've always wanted to do her, but I don't know how I'm going to make my face look like a big giant eye. <laughs> you could buy one of those goggles, like a scuba <laughs> goggle set or something you know like what? that. I probably could. <laughs> and then like just try to paint it in a way where I could still see through it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh. But I adore Leela. She is a fun character for sure. And then we have the good old lovable robot, Bender. 
<laughs> I love Bender so much. He's probably one of my favorite characters, I gotta say. Obviously, the first episode I watched when I went back to like rewatching this was the pilot episode. And I forgot that when we met Bender, he was actually trying to kill himself. Yeah, I completely forgot about that too. It's such an interesting point of view of adding in suicide booths. Um, a little bit of a trigger warning, I guess, but um it just, it just that's an interesting design choice. Going going back to that episode and just like knowing like having 10 seasons of vendor just not not giving two shits <laughs> at all um the entire time just and then having that one episode, going back and watching that episode where he was like, no, I actually want to be a bending robot and I'm bad at it. And I'm actually very upset about it. And like having Fry come in and like flip that switch for him was like, I, I almost completely forgot about that. I've, I've, re I've seen that episode yeah. so many times through throughout the series because they go back to revisit it so much, but they don't really revisit Bender at all in that episode. And so I forgot that. Fry really saved him in in so many ways in that episode and completely changed I, Bender for the better, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got to agree because I feel like definitely as the show has gone on, Bender, even though he, if I say he softened, it's by maybe just like a little, little bit. He but did. that little bit still counts. And he just has such a love for Fry. And it goes to show where he used to despise humans. And he found a best friend in Fry that he never knew he needed. I really, I really love the the Bender and Fry-esque episodes where they're on a little adventures together. The last one I actually watched before I stopped watching episodes um, for this was um, the one where Bender died and oh, became a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like the poltergeist ghost thing that comes in. <laughs> yeah. And then like by the end of it, he feels really bad for haunting, haunting a Fry and just like is trying to hug him the whole time, but he can't because he's a ghost. He's an Amish country kind of yes. their future Amish yes. country. Yeah. I love the the, the, <laughs> the wooden spaceship that they yeah. have. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. I love that. And then we have Zoidberg. I'd say Zoidberg is probably one of my other favorite characters because it's he's a doctor, but he's so I don't know if he's smart or just <laughs> he is stupid sometimes. I'm not gonna Oh lie. yeah, so so um, stupid. But just there's something so fun about Zoidberg's character and we have so many fun episodes with him too where he goes back to his home planet and it's the whole fight for the death of the woman you love oh my breeding. god and <laughs> that's a fun episode <laughs> I, yeah I actually I didn't I, I wasn't planning on watching that episode but while I was um getting ready for work this morning actually um I just turned on the tv and like I think the sci-fi channel was playing it and I was watching it and I was just like oh my god I forgot about this episode and it was hilarious yeah like it's like it wasn't it one. like by the like by the end of it I, I had to leave before um before it was over but um by the end of it like doesn't like she end up going for fry so what winds up happening slowly into it is she does fall for fry fry doesn't want her <laughs> and it causes for zoidberg and fry to go to their arena together where he cuts off fry's arm <laughs> and um anyways then it winds up she ends up with just 
somebody else completely oh yeah of course so um all that for nothing nothing (laughs) and And don't like don't like the males have to like die a violent death or something too in that episode like oh yeah there's a part where they have i don't know what you call them but those those uh clipper things that you use to open like nuts and stuff those sharp i don't know claw things yeah (laughs) and he's trying to cut fry no fry's trying to cut his head open with one of them (laughs) that's hilarious i thought it was beautiful that was so well done you have to get to that lobster meat somehow yeah (laughs) Uh, it's revenge for eating all the sardines yes yes oh goodness um but after him we have amy where amy's character is so funny because when we first meet amy we know she's a student and the thing about it is we've seen a few episodes like the mars university episode we've seen that and then finally towards the end of the series i think it's like second to last season where she finally graduates and she's so much smarter towards the end and it's so weird how she started out as that typical young girl that goes shopping and all that (laughs) stuff and really still a girly girl but blossomed into a very smart woman so her character give them a round of applause for that that growth Mm -hmm. and then after her we have the good old professor good news everyone (laughs) okay okay um i was watching the the very last episode and in that episode he goes um g-n-e and like the way that he did it was like he perfectly paused like each letter like as long as he would have said the actual word and i don't know what what it was about it but it made it so perfect for me (laughs) It's all those small details that make it just so beautifully so well done. But he is such a fun, such a fun character to visit and learn more about each and every time. I absolutely love the professor. He's great. I think my favorite side character has to be Nibbler. I love Nibbler. Nibbler is such a fun character. He's so cute, but then he's so smart. (laughs) Yeah, like that that episode where he find like you find out that like his entire species have like existed since before, like even the beginning of time. Uh, just that he's so incredibly smart, and that he's the whole reason that Fry is in in the future to begin with. That it was right all that whole planned. 180 that you learn the big yes. twist of how Fry is there in the future. <laughs> yes, but um, yeah, there's so many other characters. I mean, we'll talk more as we get into the episodes. But there's Kiff. We have Zap Brannigan. Zap Brannigan. Yes, and so many other fun characters. But I so, say, let's just get into it. Give me an episode, and we'll dive first, right in. First, first, first. Since I said who my favorite side character was, who's your favorite side character? I I already <sighs> know the answer, but for everybody else, <laughs> I really do like Zap Brannigan. I have a little Funko Pop <laughs> of him. I knew you were gonna say that. Um, <laughs> I really like Zap. He's just such a fun character, such a womanizer, but so stupid. It's so I don't so know. stupid. It's so rude. Yeah, so arrogant. I mean, Lila, why? <laughs> but, um, 
getting into the series, the first episode, I mean, we have to talk about, I think, just how it starts. It's basically revolves around Bender, Fry, and Leela, pretty much, where they all meet. Fry winds up waking up, getting out of, I don't know, what would you call that? Like a the freezer was, thing he was, he was like uh cryogenically froze thank <laughs> frozen. you I didn't yeah know what it was called but um <laughs> yeah he wakes up yeah. a thousand years into the future and he's just trying to navigate what is going on where it was am funny. I <laughs> it was funny because when he woke up um he he and he meets Leela and he's like is the is this is the time right is like it what year is it and she's like oh it's um December 999 yeah. or something yeah like yeah and he's like wow a million years and I was like that's not the right math <laughs> yeah and so they meet and then it winds up he meets Bender where he Bender like you said earlier he's trying to kill himself essentially in the suicide booth basically and nobody likes their job but you gotta do much. what you gotta do <laughs> and it's so weird so in the future they have these chips that it's like they go into your skin where you literally that is a scary looking machine that they use let yes. me tell you um you just have to watch the first episode to know what I'm talking about. That thing is scary. It's like a really big, looks like, like a giant, like a, it looks like novelty size ear piercer gun is what yeah. it looks like. It does. And it, it's just really scary looking that. And then anyways, they all trade their chips where essentially Fry is a delivery boy in his pastime, which he's coming from. What is it? It's 1998 or 1999. It's 1999. So 1999 going into the year 2000, but then obviously he jumps forward. And so he was a, a pizza delivery boy. And so Leela winds up getting his chip and then him and Bender wind up getting her chip essentially <laughs> where they end up. It's so funny what they do. So sad and funny. So they sit there and basically wait for the other people to wake up and they have these big like eight masks on trying to scare them and then in another one they have this older gentleman that they have a bunch of beers like stuck in there to keep them cold <laughs> but give me an episode come on let's get into this okay 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 give me an episode so um one of my favorite episodes that we um me and um clay watched um while we were going through this was look at the fryish and luck of the fryish is one of those ones that makes me cry right right there at the end yeah um so basically what happens through this episode is fry is having like some really bad luck at the beginning of the episode and he talks about how if he had his seven leaf clover again um he'd have really good luck and things would be going well for him and it this kind of spawns like the series of flashbacks where it flashes back to the relationship between Fry and his brother. And essentially, Fry is actually really creative and and is actually does really well for it being as as dumb as the show portrays him. He's actually um they actually show him being pretty smart in these flashbacks and his brother just kind of keeps stealing and riding off of that that um his Fry's idea shine yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And just won't do anything for himself and just kind of keeps stealing from fry and at some point fry finds a seven leaf clover which kind of helps him out with that and even though his brother is kind of shitty and takes takes credit for all of his stuff 
Fry ends up kind of winning anytime he has this clover on him. And he ends up hiding it in a in a, the Breakfast Club record in, in a safe. And um, Perfect place to hide it. No one will ever yeah. find it. Yes, yes. And then years later, um, after Fry's like been frozen and nobody knows what happened to him, his brother's getting married and he's trying to find like um, some records to clear out the room after his wedding and finds the seven leaf clover and is able to use it to get some of his own success, but then passes it on to, to Fry's nephew and to carry on Fry's spirit. Um, and, and the whole entire time, like what's happening is the way Fry is originally thinking, because there's so many things that we start seeing is he finds a statue that looks like his brother Yancey. And so he reads the name and he's thinking, he stole my name. He stole my identity. He traveled he's, and did all the things that I wanted to do. He stole my dream. He couldn't even have his own dream. He stole that too. And basically, yeah, it winds up being where all of that was his nephew that was named after him. And that's the tearjerker at the end where it's like, oh, God, I do get very teary eyed at the end of that episode every time, every single time, like as soon as he like moves the, the, the moss away and it says name named in honor of his uncle to to carry on his spirit. Like I, I I'm about to tear up right now. Like it it gets me every time it is so sweet and it's really like moments like this that that make the show honestly. it definitely does there's so many episodes like that too where they just do such a good job as you're saying where it's it it's so comedic and fun but then it has that soft sweet side at the end of it too there I actually yeah um there was one episode speaking of flashbacks to Fry's family um there was one episode I just completely at random oh, I was think like, you're you're I know which one you're gonna say I I wasn't even I wasn't even trying to find a tearjerker episode I wasn't even trying to find like any special episode I was just like throw an episode on because I have time to watch one before I start talking about this with you and the one that we threw on was the one where a spaceship is like playing, getting this, like, the sounds. Weird- yeah. yeah, and he goes and sees his mom's like, it, it, yeah, he's like he started or something like that. They they end up having to go back to like the last day that Fry um, spent um, in 1999 and trying to figure out where the sound came from. And the entire time that like they're incepting fry essentially to to do this he just keeps getting distracted by spending time with his family which was incredibly sweet but he's like desperate yeah. to spend some time with his mom and then like by the end of the episode they end up working everything out and he ends up in another dream and he's just like why why would i even try to talk to you i know this is just a dream and then nibbler shows up and yeah. is like no we said we'd reward you so enjoy it and you find out that oh, yeah. he's actually in his mom's dream and they're actually <laughs> talking and I was like literally like shaking on my couch like I'm just like I wasn't ready I didn't know that this was this episode <laughs> yeah, that episode I knew you were gonna say that one because that's a newer season too that they do that mm-hmm. and it is just it's so season 10. sweet yeah and it's just it goes to show because he feels like nobody's ever missed me in the past. And it's like, that is not true. You were so missed and so loved. Yes. Getting into, we have, there's so many other sad episodes, like one that's maybe not that 
tearjerker, but it is like a heartfelt one, is from season five, episode 16, The Devil's Hands Are Idle Playthings. Oh, this episode. So this one is where Fry basically trades his hands to play the hollow phone. I think that's how you say it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he trades his hands with the like robot devil's hands so he can play and he wants to impress Leela. And the whole entire time. <laughs> I just I just want to say this real quick. Yeah. Did you notice that on the wheel, Bender's name is on the wheel? Now that I think about it, yes, I've actually seen it. <laughs> yeah, because he's like right before the robot devil or something like that, isn't he? <laughs> but he winds up trading his hands and he starts getting better and better and the episode gets so funny because there's this one joke where he's like i've cleaned the fingernail so many times <laughs> and then finally fry gets his hands back and he's touching like me in places yeah <laughs> that one was really good and so anyways it winds up just going so crazy with the episode and we eventually get to this point where bender oh god he trades his butt plate for a bull horn on his nose to be more annoying to people because it's the robot devil's plan to get leela to go deaf so she can't hear anything and so what happens is he blows the bullhorn right in Leela's ears and she goes deaf and she can't hear. And then she has to make another bet with robot devil for ears. And so. And, well, and yeah. Bender, Bender tries to tell, tell um, the robot devil to bite his shiny metal ass, but he can't because he oh. already got rid of it. Yeah, he doesn't have it anymore. Oh. Poor Bender. And anyways, it ends where basically, obviously, Fry gets his hands back. And this is where it gets you where it's a tearjerker where at the end the so fry has been i went too far ahead i'm sorry fry has been practicing playing for like a big big concert and anyways all hell breaks loose at this concert where the robot devil comes in messes it all up and so everyone leaves and at the end he's getting ready to walk off stage and the only person that's left in that audience is Leela and she's like I still want to listen to you play and he plays the most beautiful sound I honestly for a cartoon even I was touched because I'm like whoa what did they use to make this sound it's so beautifully done yes uh, and, and it, this was supposed to be what the original series finale was going to be this was yeah how they were gonna leave us and I was remember hanging, yeah. I remember watching this like when it came out, like like this, too, like yeah. waiting, waiting for like it to come out, and then like watching it as it aired, and just I'm so happy that like they're like do like this is like the ending, but also like this is how they're leaving me. <laughs> like I, yeah. I needed that, I needed more of that relationship. But then after uh, that, we got the Bender's Big Score movie, and yes, but they did two movies afterwards, and it was just after that first cancel they got renewed again which was fun yes we're back baby <laughs> yes oh and i was so happy when they came back so i was happy. too because it was just the show is just so fun and there's so many good old episodes i do have to say the older episodes obviously are so good but as the series got 
more towards the end where it did finally finish off in 2013. I really like the last couple seasons. I And you know, what's crazy about that is I don't feel that way about a lot of shows. Like by the time a lot of shows end, like I'm I'm sad to see some of them go, but I'm usually like, you know, like this is where it needed to end. Like it was time. Some of them outstay their welcome. Yeah, or like, they go to like- Oh, they, they go, go way so too forward the, with yeah. it, um, and it's just like it, it's it's just not what it what it was. But there was like something about Futurama it it never failed to capture that magic that it made you feel from yeah. the first episode, and did such a wonderful job growing all of its characters in, in a show that really isn't like like doesn't have a whole lot of canon, really, if you think about it. I mean, yeah, I guess it does, but like, it's it's more it's more of a cartoony kind of show. Yeah, definitely. But it and, still has like those real life things that happen, but they kind of put their own twists on it. Yeah, well. yeah, and like, and you you can tell that they're like okay with like okay, I know we did this thing in the past, but we're gonna like we're gonna kind of tweak it for how we need it to work now, kind of thing. You right, know, right with the current events and everything. Yeah, exactly. And so like, but like, it it. it it did such a wonderful job of character building that and and world building and in a show that really you just weren't expecting it honestly and yeah we got so much more with it like in the sense of as the seasons grew relationships grew so Leela, for instance um biggest relationship of the series and they start out where it's like Leela doesn't like him she's co-workers with him but tolerates him and then starts becoming good friends best friends and then it turns into a few episodes where we get she starts falling in love and then she pulls back and then finally we get this whole relationship of the two of them being a couple where fry screws up so many times and I'll I'll save the last episode for us when we're ready to close out because I feel like that if that definitely is the show never comes back they did such a good ending to close it out yeah like i would give anything for the show to come back i would love for it but if if i if i had to be told that it's not like like flat out like if matt goring like came to my house right now and was like rachel this is never gonna happen let it go i'd be like never you know again. what you know what that was that so was the best that was the best way to end it right there um, yeah definitely so another another episode that we obviously have to talk about um for this um is Jurassic Park. Oh. I know you said that why? you didn't I know you said that you didn't watch it but it's so I everybody remembers this I refuse to watch it yeah I refuse to watch it just because I have seen these episodes so many times but this episode I can't watch it It is so hard too hard to watch so hard like I I I watched it it was one of the ones that I watched before before doing this and I I knew it was coming and right there at the very end like a a quick a quick over uh run through of what this is I'll do it quick so I don't don't hurt Nikki too much <laughs> so some archaeologists um have dug up a a pizzeria that um looks a lot like the one that Fry used to work at and it turns out it was and one of the things that they dig up in this pizzeria is the is the fossilized remains of a dog and um Fry immediately recognizes this dog as his dog from from um um 1999 and he's 
um, starts protesting in front of a museum to, or in front of the museum that has his, um, the dog's remains to try to get it back so that um, the professor can clone him and he can have his dog back. And throughout the entire episode, while Fry is doing this, he's kind of like, Bender feels neglected. He's not neglecting Bender. He's just preoccupied with trying to get his dog back. And Bender gets really jealous and, um, Eventually, Fry does get his dog back, and right before um, the professor is able to clone him, for whatever reason, he decided to do it in his basement where there was a giant lava pit, because I guess that's the best place to do that. Uh (laughs) I've never understood what that basement thing was for. Plot convenience. Yeah. they're cloning the dog in the basement with the giant lava pit and Bender in a jealous rage throws the dog into um, a lava pit. And while all of this is going on um, throughout the episode, we're getting flashbacks to Fry actually to the relationship that Fry had with the dog during this, this whole um, episode, during all of this Fry's or we're seeing flashbacks to Fry's relationship with Seymour. And it's, it's just incredibly sweet. He was just a stray that he found and fed some pizza. And then they were best friends after that. And he followed him everywhere, learned his, like learned how to bark to different tunes that he would sing. And it was just really sweet. And like, even, even um, his boss, who was just a complete jerk. Anytime you saw him in a flashback, even he was like soft towards this dog like everybody who came in contact with yeah everybody who came in contact with Seymour just absolutely adored him so um throughout these flashbacks we see um see this and it actually shows some time where after Fry has been frozen and Seymour is desperately trying to get his family members to where Fry is to get him out of the and what's really sad about this episode though with like the flashbacks is it's the flash one of them is of him leaving and he doesn't come back and he's like don't worry boy i'll be back soon and yeah he never comes back and right before um and after bender throws um seymour's fossilized remains into the lava pit he has uh he has a realization that was a really really terrible thing to do just awful and um ends up jumping into the lava pit Very to save choice. yeah yes yes to save seymour and and save his relationship with fry so while they're about to start the cloning process the professor notices that um seymour actually did die at the age of 15 which i mean is pretty That's pretty, pretty good lifespan yeah, yeah. For, for a dog and so Fry decides that honestly like and you can't really blame him for this either like he decides you know he probably found another owner at some point somebody else probably cared for him and loved yeah, him and just thinking of the best for him that yeah, of what happened he was like he probably doesn't even remember who I am like yeah. why would I do this and just lets it be um, we come to actually find out what happened where this oh this is such the tearjerker where seymour basically waited in that spot for fry for I, I don't know so what, many I, years until i can't remember the name of the song that they chose yeah. for this but it's like that song oh, yeah the song gets you and then like it goes through every season and it's sh- of how like the owner of the pizzeria he basically is mm-hmm. getting older showing him aging and finally, it ends where the dog finally 
lies down and it's you can tell he passed away and i'm getting choked up thinking about it right now yeah i know yeah me too (laughs) like it's just when he like i i've seen this episode and the series so many times as well like but like i i watched this episode and i as soon as his eyes closed and the screen went black i literally was just like oh no (laughs) like out loud and and (laughs) we just started crying and i couldn't help it and like it was just like my dogs were sitting next to me and i was like give me one of them i must hug (laughs) them the thing about that episode is because it's what's so gut-wrenching about it is because we've all had pets that have passed and so it's just the thought of like oh this dog waited for him we do not deserve dogs we do not deserve them we don't it's like they're just so loyal and so sweet and yeah but that episode uh... is one tearjerker where it's that I refuse to rewatch that episode for that reason. <laughs> um, I, I I'm just I I guess I'm just masochistic and I just uh, like I watch it when I need a good cry. I guess <laughs> I I made sure to watch that one because I knew I figured people would want us to talk about that episode in particular. Oh so. yeah, that is such now- an iconic episode. It's if you did not cry or feel some sort of emotion for that episode. You have no heart. <laughs> I was just saying, like, no, no heart, no soul. Are you are you a robot? <laughs> Bender, is that you? <laughs> so I want to get into more of a fun, funnier episode that also has kind of a sweet ending. But um, I want to talk about season seven's episode three, which is Attack of the Killer App. This is one of those episodes that really plays into the future, but at the same time, current events and everything that's going on. So basically what is happening, the premise of this is, so one of mom's companies that makes phones, basically they come out with this new iPhone. (laughs) (laughs) And it's literally a device that goes into behind, like your brain behind your eyeball. I hate um, the sequence that they do where they just like jam it right behind yeah. the eye. Like, oh, Oof. wait till you get the earpiece. Oh, uh, no. Um, and anyways, it's about the new phones that come out and the joke with it, which I feel like we're, we all do this, where it's Leela makes the comment of, well, we need to preserve our current phones and just keep using them. And then all of a sudden it's like the new iPhone comes out and she's like, all right. They all throw them in the trash and go wait <laughs> online for them. And Anyways, so the line winds up being so long and they get, finally get into the store. And the funny thing about this is it's so reminiscent and dressed up the same as like the old Apple oh, style. Yes. So like early 2000s with the different colors and the people that are all blacked out dancing and stuff like that. Yeah, the silhouette dances yeah, and everything. It's mom and her oh. sons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But uh, the joke is Fry finally gets up to the counter and this is where that popular meme comes from where it's like, shop and take my money. <laughs> um, but the joke is where he goes up to the sales guy and he's like, I need a new iPhone. And the sales guy says, well, I don't know. I think we're short in supply and they have like a whole factory of them in the back coming through. <laughs> I like, really- I'll see if we have one left. <laughs> yeah. I really feel like Apple actually does that sometimes. The only time I will say that is not true is for the PlayStation 5. They definitely did not make enough of that. No, 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 no. But anyways, the episode 
keeps going. And what happens is it's basically showing how people can get famous, like one hit wonders type thing on YouTube, TikTok, and they have their one day of fame and their old news the next day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so pretty much the funny thing about it is so Bender and Fry wind up going on this tweet war. <laughs> It's with the app called Twitcher, which is supposed to be their Twitter. (laughs) And so they're going at a war, basically. So it's pretty funny. And it goes into where they're having this battle of who gets more followers, Fry or Bender. And they're doing these crazy things. And Fry stumbles upon Leela, who this is kind of creepy in its own, that he was like spying on her and the locker room area (laughs) yeah not fry's best moment (laughs) no it's not but anyways he spies and finds leela singing and she has like a wart or a pimple or something that is singing on her butt that is singing (laughs) like carmen and stuff (laughs) so in old-fashioned way fry records it and Leela says for him not to post it and he posts it online and Leela is like the laughing stock and I forgot to mention so the loser whoever loses between Fry and Bender has to jump into this teeny tiny jacuzzi that has vomit vomit and feces the goat is oh yeah like vomiting it it's a two-headed goat and one side has stuff coming out and the other side has other stuff coming out. Oh. Sorry if you're eating. It's really <laughs> gross. It is so gross. <laughs> and long story short, Fry posted he feels terrible. He recants and they both win. It's a tie at the end and Fry still jumps in. <laughs> yeah. He he jumps in and films it so he can um, also be a laughing stock and it was just so gross. <laughs> I really do feel like that is so similar to today's things that go on where videos become so big for a short period of time or some type of fad and they just go right out the window and everyone forgets about it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That That's definitely true. Um, I think my favorite part though is like at the end of the episode where Leela like just lets it go or she's just like, oh, I don't even care anymore. Like now that this is out and like, people know about it yes oh and then like because like they just like don't even care anymore they they aren't zombified into going and buying the next phone (laughs) this show has a lot of really great moments i swear i mean there's just there's so many other good episodes and another one is from season three episode five the Amazon women in the mood. That snoo, one is so snoo. snoo snoo. I want snoo snoo. <sighs> so Where'd a beautiful man go? Me want snoo snoo. <laughs> so they go to this planet, and there's all this Amazon Amazon women, really tall women. And basically, what happens is it's ran by this like supercomputer. And they hate the fem, men. the fem computer, yes. the fem bot, or whatever. And basically, what happens is she says, "Death to the men!" And so, <laughs> by snoo snoo, by snoo snoo, 
Yeah. And so Zap, of course, Zap Brannigan, the crazy man eater that he is, doesn't mind it. I'd say um not very long into it, he he was regretting some some life choices that had brought yeah. him to that and moment. This, this is where we get to see where Kiff and Amy's relationship kind of starts to really blossom. And through mm-hmm. the rest of the series, they are definitely a couple. They saw they saw the best parts of each other and just wanted to help help that grow. And it was really sweet to watch that. Yeah. Another, I would say, relationship is definitely Fry and Leela. Mm-hmm. We really, as we said earlier, see them grow from just being friends to essentially loving each other at the end. And I really feel like without Fry and Leela's relationship, I feel like it would have been such a different dynamic of the show. Oh yeah, I totally agree. Their relationship is is there there's so much about this show. The show goes into so many different different avenues. Like it like it spans the entirety of history, like of like time and space. It starts like if you actually follow like I actually watched a YouTube video and if you watch follow the actual canon of this show, it actually does do from the Big Bang Theory like all the way like to the end of the universe. So Yeah, there was an episode they- in season 10 that they did that too. Yeah, and so like they like they they cover so much in the show, but at the same time, like the number one thing that comes to mind when I think when somebody says Futurama, the first thing that comes to mind is the relationship between yep. Fry and Leela. Fry and Leela. Every, every single 100%. time, it, it's it's what kept me coming back. It's what made me so upset that they were they were ending the show the first time that they ended it right after Fry did that adorably sweet. Um, performance for Leela on the the yeah Fry has done so many sweet things like the one Valentine's Day episode where he runs out of oxygen and well really what happens is they're trying to fix stuff within the ship because the ship basically the power goes out um, for other reasons but anyway so they have a bunch of Valentine's heart chalk candies that they're delivering and they wind up (laughs) floating everywhere and anyway so Leela winds up running out of oxygen in her tank her pack that she has and Fry's trying to warn her and she's like not now Fry I'm busy and he actually switches their packs so she gets the oxygen and he essentially almost dies yes and the cute thing is he winds up having a candy stuck in his throat and I'm pretty (laughs) sure it said you take my breath away or something yeah like yeah it did it did like i i did not watch that episode but when you like as soon as you said that i was like it says you you take my breath away yeah yeah it, it did. and uh the another one um was very very early on i can't like can't remember exactly what season i think i know which one you're gonna say where they have to um with the globe trotters and time yeah, is yeah. like time like they, is slipping they, or something like yeah, that. It's time, yeah, that's that's the name of the episode. Time keeps on slipping, and they have to move all these planets around with the with the plastic. This globe big trotters. laser beam thing. <laughs> yes, and to to try to fix everything so time goes back to normal. And Fry literally spells out at the end of the universe, "I love you, Leela." Yeah, it's so and the sad thing is. She doesn't get to see it because she, she blasts it into a black hole before she sees it. And Fry's like, no, did you see it? Did you see it? See what? <laughs> 
And that's just the thing about the relationship is he's always, he screws up, but he always does something so sweet at the end to make up for it. Or um, he just, it's one of those things where really all he wants to do is just love Leela and give her everything. And you see that as it keeps growing within the series, especially with the last couple of episodes in season 10 where um as you were saying they do jump through the past the big bang and everything and essentially what happens is it's i believe their anniversary and fry misses like an anniversary dinner i think it is or just dinner for her birthday i can't remember what it was i think it was her birthday but he has a card for her and he essentially goes through the time loop multiple times until he gets it right to just drop her card off for her I love Fry and getting into this, I think it's safe to say that we can go into the last episode now. Yeah, definitely. This this is my my all-time favorite episode of Futurama. Like I said, the first thing I always think about when I think about this show is I think about Fry and Leela. And this this episode does such a perfect job of they're showing all the best parts of what made their relationship so wonderful to watch throughout the entire series. And So a quick rundown of what happened in this episode. So to start out, um, Fry and Leela and um, I think even Bender, um, they all go to the the lunar like Disneyland park that's on the moon. They're just there. They're they're on the moon. And they're actually there for a delivery, but it, it's funny because when they show up, they're like, oh, um, this was like where we took our very first delivery together. And yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, we used to try so much harder back then. And they just kind of toss <laughs> the delivery and then just they're like, oh, yeah. let's have a day at the yeah. uh, at the park, you know. And so like they're hanging out. Uh, Fry gets Leela, a, a life-size um, Leela balloon, and they just enjoy the, um, the day at the park. But while they're on one of the rides, one of the rides flings Leela off the ride and she almost dies, but she manages to save herself by stuffing herself inside of the giant plushie that they got, breathing out, um, out all the oxygen from the balloon that she had with her. And it was really cute because when she came out, she was like, she gave her life for mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but all of this makes Fry have like this great big realization that he's like, I, I can't live my life without Leela in it. And Right. That he's gonna ask her to marry him because he just wants to spend his whole life with her it's really sweet though because he goes to tell bender about it and bender's just like leave me alone and then as soon as he leaves he's like i'm so proud of you <laughs> it was so sweet shortly after this the professor um has created this cool button thing that um allows you to go back in time 10 For seconds like 10 seconds yeah yeah but it, it also takes the button 10 seconds to recharge so you can't just keep going 10 seconds back you can only go back 10 seconds and just loop that 10 seconds over and over again and so fry takes this as an opportunity to get his proposal to leela just right and actually ends up he steals it and actually almost um ends up making leela lose her hand and actually uses it to save her hand he asks her to marry him at this really adorable um romantic dinner but then is like you know don't don't tell me right now just take the ring and then come meet me at the top of this tower at 6 30 so that so you can give me your answer then and so he goes there and he's waiting on her and it's 6 30 and 
she doesn't show up and he's just so heartbroken and he waits um trigger warning for everybody too yes yes he waits i think until like seven like seven something like that yeah yeah shortly after seven o'clock and he he realizes that leela's not coming that 10 seasons now so 10 like 10 years like he's been trying and it's just like not been working he he's traveled to the future and still has no future and he decides that he if he can't be with Leela then he doesn't want to do it anymore and he jumps off at the top of the building and as he's falling down he realizes that it's actually yeah it's actually only 6 30 because Dingus has been using this time button to loop backwards, and while he's been looping, his watch has still been running, and it's 30 minutes ahead. <laughs> so he's falling to his doom, and he realizes that it's 6.30, and Leela, or it's actually only 6.25, and Leela is five minutes early, and she's walking to the building as he's falling down. And he sees her, and he's like, oh, it's okay, I'll just hit the button. And he hits the button, and it's seconds too late he's already falling and so he just loops himself over and over and over again and the professor being the smarty pants that he is realizes that time is stuck in a 10 second loop and hops inside of their little shield thing so he can tell everybody about it but once you get in the shield thing you can't get out of the shield thing until the loop is over otherwise you could die they end big up paradox. Yes, a big, big paradox. <laughs> so the professor and and the entirety of Planet Express <laughs> in 10 second intervals pick up the shield, run, and then drop it all the way to the Empire State Building from Planet Express to try to figure out what's going on. And they get there and they accidentally kill Fry because they um, distract him. He doesn't hit the button and he falls to his doom. And then Leela, who can't stand to lose Fry after deciding that she was going to marry him, hits the button after the professor gets out of the, the safety chamber and he gets ripped to shred because the time loop doesn't know where to put him. And so after this, Bender and the rest of Planet Express come up with a way of saving Fry using Bender's airbag <laughs> and they actually managed to save him but then he lands on the time loop button and breaks all of time yeah every- so everything yeah. freezes essentially besides Fry and Leela so they're the only two that are not they're kind of stuck in this time loop of being stopped in time and so Basically what happens is they grow old together because they essentially only have each other. And so they travel the world and they grow old together. And the end of the episode winds up ending where they're both probably in their 70s or 80s. They're well lived, very long life. And out of nowhere, Professor pops out of this time I don't know what you want to call it. he comes out of this time loop thing and basically I think he said it was like it, another dimension like yeah into a different dimension yeah. that only um only works in like right angles or something. something like that and basically what happens is they're like come with us and they essentially are like all right let's do this all over again and it essentially starts the show all over again essentially yeah, so he comes back and he fixes time and they're 
they decide to, even though they lived a whole life together, to live a whole nother life together. And literally this ending makes made me cry. It makes me cry watching it. Like just that when they come back from like traveling the world together and like sit down and finally have that glass of champagne that they never had on the top of the Empire State Building and like they're talking about the wonderful life that they had and Fry was like wasn't a little bit lonely and Leela is just like I wasn't lonely not even for a second like it gets me every time they Um, each other yes and when they like that just like that kiss and then like the going like going into the thing and just like deciding to have the have a whole nother life together after living one just it gets me every time. Fred's There's like, actually do it again? <laughs> some artists have created some kind of cartoons and art pieces of what Fry and Leela's kids would look like. So oh. I've seen it where they've had three kids. I've seen it like two girls, one boy or something like that. And it's just so cool to see all this fan art and kind of seeing what's next, what something else could have looked like. So the great thing about that episode is the way they re-loop it back where it's like, let's go do this whole life all over it again. And basically it essentially is like, well, you end this episode and you can go back to the first episode and it will be it will work all out the way it needs to. <laughs> yes. And it's, it's such a good series. I'm so sad to see that it's over. I know there's been talks in the past because the cast has came out and said, heck yeah, we'll do another season. Everyone is on board. Basically, it's a matter of finding a network that wants to take them on. I say put it on Netflix because Disenchantment is Matt's t- television show. So Let's have Netflix buy it or just put it on Hulu because Hulu and Fox are owned under the same umbrella now. And I mean, so wouldn't Disney have to do it? Yeah, Disney would have to do it because Simpsons is owned by Disney. But the problem is that I think with something like this, because they keep it separate, I feel like Futurama would have to stay on Hulu because it's more of an adult content network where Simpsons, even though it it is on disney plus it does have adult drinking and yeah that's what kills me it's like they're just like (laughs) this is a child-friendly thing and i'm like you have plenty of not child-friendly stuff on your thing just like have a child section jesus i think it's just a little the thing with futurama is it's a little more raunchy the the words are a little more cursy i guess i could say Uh, um so maybe i've noticed that where hulu is definitely more the adult friendly content where it does have kid content but versus disney is definitely more good for a younger audience yeah i i absolutely adore it i would love i would love more than anything for it to come back and i i totally agree with what you said earlier if i i could trade the simpsons for futurama to be the thing that that never ended i i would I would in a heartbeat. I love you, Simpsons, to death. Yeah, There's, like it's it, hard. It's hard. If it, it, I'm saying, I'm saying that as a person who, if I woke up one day and heard the news that The Simpsons has been canceled, I do not know what I want to do with my life. I don't even watch The Simpsons like that anymore, and I still like. I'm just like that's just such a constant in my life that if that stopped being a thing, I would just be like, what is life anymore? <laughs> so as usual i have some fun facts that i had found and the first one actually goes into the episode jurassic bark so the sad thing about that 
story is actually, it's about a real life dog. Believe it or not. It's a real story. I, I believe it. Cause like that, <sighs> we all it, feel a way about our dogs. About yeah. our pets. Like we like, they're our babies. It, they really are. And it's about a dog that was an Akita and it was born in Japan who was adopted by a professor from the university of Tokyo and basically this dog would greet the professor at the end of each day near their train station area. Mm-hmm. And one day the professor had suffered a cerebral hemorrhage where he died. And basically what happened was each day for nine years, nine months and 15 days, just like the show, the dog waited until it oh, died. Oh my God. I don't know what we did. I don't know what any of us did to ever deserve dogs. Really. And it's just that makes that episode even more hard to watch just to know that this is based on a true story, no less. So the second fun fact is actually that Hypnotoad, believe it or not, there is a full episode of him where just it's a complete and total full episode. And at the end, a voice comes on and says, the audience will wake up remembering nothing and feeling refreshed (laughs) (laughs) the next fun fact is that this one i thought was pretty funny that owls are actually essentially their rats in that time period so the show explains how birds were released to tackle a growing rat problem and this basically ended up replacing them with owls so in places where rats are supposed to be so like you'll see in the little floor in the corner sometime with the little door to go in it's a bunch of owls you'll see down there (laughs) the birds work for the bourgeoisie This one I also thought was pretty funny that Bender's antenna has been used for multiple different uses over the years. So it's been used as a beer pump, a timer for his digital camera, a popcorn butter dispenser, (laughs) and a snooze button, and so many other things that it's been used for within the years, which I find that so funny. He's a bending unit, but he has so many other Other uses yes so many other things he can do (laughs) (laughs) and then last but not least i was this one i was really surprised about but uh al gore's daughter actually wrote about six episodes for the show oh wow and he is such a huge fan of the show that he actually appeared many times on the show so when we see al gore speaking that's actually legitimately al gore oh <laughs> i love it i love it when like celebrities yeah, like they love a tv show and then they're like they're like oh you're gonna make fun of me like please let me voice myself <laughs> like i love that that that's just my favorite <laughs> yeah especially because i feel like the simpsons is really good about doing this where they'll do a mix where some celebrities will voice particular characters but they won't be themselves like tina fey has done a voiceover once but she didn't play tina fey or where they had somebody who was actually themselves was like lady gaga where she actually played herself yes and Um, she's she was so excited about it too so i feel like that's the great thing about the simpsons and futurama is they do tend to add these 
fun real life characters like Richard Nixon, um, <laughs> for instance. When he was the giant <laughs> robot. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, that oh that one. But I only hope certain presidents come don't come back as giant robots for sure. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I find it funny that they have all of the important people in like these jars that they've kept them for years. Um, The Lucy Lou episode, for instance, is so funny where Fry dates robot Lucy Lou. Yes, he actually meets the head of lucy lou later on (laughs) oh that was funny but getting into the reviews so i wanted to say the ron tomatoes review which i was so happy with what the number was what is the number i didn't check before so the critics got it right this time they really did the critics rated it a 95 percent that that feels very very accurate 100 percent. and then the audience also went 95 percent with it yeah yeah that feels that feels very very accurate definitely definitely an a plus for this so for the popcorn rating system, I, as I said, I have to say that the critics got it and nailed it this time. hundred percent. The audience always, I feel like gives the true score for me. I am definitely going to give this series a extra large bag of popcorn with lots and lots of tons of butter on top, like layer that butter. <laughs> Just because there is so much to work with. You have 10 amazing seasons and the seasons get better and better as they keep growing. And of course, the animation gets stronger and better and beautiful. And it's just such a fun series where it's good. I feel like it's fun. It's definitely something that I grew up watching and reruns. I will always watch reruns and revisit the series. And if somebody does pick it up I will be here cheering it on for a reboot I'm gonna have to second that um also an extra large bag of popcorn lots of butter popcorn salt on there just like make it really really good because you you need to watch every episode you need to watch every season just go through the whole thing and like we went into so much spoiler territory with so many of the episodes and we talked about so much and we really only glossed over what so this show little. is. There, There is so much more. We could have gone on about Zap Brannikin. There was like a whole episode before. Like we didn't even mention the fact that Leela is actually um, a mutant and not an alien. And There's like- There's just so much to cover that it's, we could literally, we could not sit here in one episode and cover I was, everything. There's no I way. was skipping through the seasons, like only watching a couple episodes a season. And as, as, as I was getting to certain episodes, I was like, man we forgot the whole arc where he comes comes in and like does all his stuff I feel like that's important enough to watch and then this happened and like and then there's like all the time loops and paradoxes and stuff like like there's like three different versions of Fry yeah they're like yeah like and we didn't even Lars even begin yeah we didn't even begin to touch on that so extra large bag extra large bag of popcorn buckle up get ready for for some long binging sessions because it's 10 seasons of just chef's kiss content pure (laughs) fun content that yes if you if if you have not seen this show and you love 
the typical family guy, American dad, um, King of the Hill, Bob's Burgers, you like any of those TV shows, you will love Futurama, especially if because if you are a Simpsons fan, there's no way you would not love this series. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And even if you have seen it, and it's just been a really long time, like just go back and rewatch it because there I promise you there's something you forgot about that's worth revisiting. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Especially because if you were young, like when I started watching it, I was I'm gonna say I was fairly young when I started watching Mm -hmm. the series, probably when I was about 12 or 13. Oh, yeah. And there's just so many jokes as we've explained in our previous reviews like detective pikachu last week's where there's jokes that will just go over your head when you're a kid that you won't realize what they're saying but as an adult you'll be like okay i completely that. <laughs> like that's funny <laughs> so next week we are going to be doing a movie that is more of an older movie for sure that came out quite a bit ago and <sighs> We felt we wanted to do something a little different this time because we have done something where we both have collectively loved what we have been rating. Um, I feel like the last couple of episodes, yeah, we have definitely loved each and every episode that we've talked about. But this time, this is a movie that I did not like. So we're putting a different spin on it. This is a movie that I haven't seen in a long time. When I saw it, I remembered liking it I like weird things though (laughs) but it's been a long time since I so and I don't remember much so I might come back and I might not like it as much as I did so yeah we'll definitely have to see because I just watched it we'll see if I want to relive it have Wes watch it maybe but um I don't know if I've ever I don't know if I've ever sat Clay down I think I've sat Clay down and made him watch this before I don't know if I have I don't think I have so it'll be it'll be an interesting one to go see, um, make him sit down and see. So, but yeah. the one clue this time, it, we're gonna say one individual that is starring in this movie, and that is Billy Ray Cyrus makes a small appearance into this film. But I think next week will be either way. It will be fun because I want to hear your take on it and. <sighs> just to kind of talk about this movie because I have I need to talk about this movie so but I'm excited and this episode was fun again I think it was definitely great that we got to revisit this together because I know anytime we get together we watch the series together so it was cool getting to do a party watch together yes you need to do it more often (laughs) oh definitely Disney plus next and then Netflix as well oh yeah for sure All right, everybody. It was great talking about Futurama. Don't forget to like, subscribe on whatever streaming service you're listening to to this on. And don't forget to go follow us on Instagram for updates on when episodes get released and any kind of other news that we we give out and just giving us suggestions for what you want to hear us talk about. Speaking of movies I should not have watched as a kid, uh, we had another suggestion from a listener for What's Eating Gilbert Grape. I actually really am excited to do this um, movie. Uh, I I haven't watched it in a long time. It is really good. The only thing I want to say about this movie is if you haven't watched it and we do choose to do an episode on it, please be ready. It is a very heavy 
heavy movie, very heavy topics in this, in that film. If you choose to try to watch it before we, we get to it, do be ready. <laughs> yeah. Trigger warning for sure. Well, guys, uh, we'll see you next week. And it was lovely talking to y'all about Futurama. Bye.